Welcome to Technovation, a weekly conversation with people who are shaping the technology landscape. I'm Peter High, president of MetaStrategy, advisor to technology executives, Forbes columnist, book author, and your host. Each episode of Technovation features insights from top executives and thought leaders at the intersection of business, technology, and innovation. If you like what you hear, we'd be grateful if you give us a rating on iTunes or through whatever other source you use for podcasts. And please subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Thank you. Our conversation today is from our recent MetaStrategy Digital Symposium. It was a panel discussion covering the topic of product mindset in IT. The panelists were George Lee, the co-CIO of Goldman Sachs, and Clay Johnson, the Chief Digital and Technology Officer of Yum Brands. And the person who led the discussion was MetaStrategy's Vice President and West Coast Office Lead, Chris Davis, who joins me now. Chris, welcome. Hey, Peter. Glad to be here. Well, Chris, um, talk a little bit about this this topic, product mindset in IT. I know this is something that we're seeing a number of chief information officers, digital officers, technology officers uh, exploring and implementing in their operations. And you're somebody who has a lot of experience in this. Talk a little bit about why you thought this was an appropriate topic for our symposium. So I think leading IT departments are seizing the opportunity to contribute to driving top-line growth. We chose this topic because what we're finding, Peter, is that leading technology organizations are seizing the opportunity to contribute to driving top-line growth. And we think that the best chief information officers are those that run towards that opportunity rather than sit and wait to be told what to do. And we thought that we'd feature executives who are not just talking about it, but are doing it in practice with examples that people can relate to. Yeah, that's interesting. Speaking of those executives, Chris, uh, George Lee, the co-CIO of Goldman Sachs, Clay Johnson, the chief digital and technology officer of Young Brands, as I mentioned before, uh, talk a bit about them. Very different industries, of course, to luminaries in their own ways. Uh, talk a bit about why why they were uh, compelling uh, personifications of this trend that you just described. Well, the thread that ties them together is their shared mindset. They both believe that business strategy and technology are one and the same that as business functional teams and PL owners become more tech savvy, you need to drive a product management mindset within IT organizations. And it's not about going for the glory. It's about driving collaboration, whether you're in a designated technology organization or you're in a business organization. What's really interesting is that George, for two decades, was in the investment banking side of Goldman Sachs and then became the co-chief information officer of the organization. Clay led IT organizations at places like GE and Walmart before coming to Young Brands. And so it comes at it both from an industrial and B2C perspective. And what they highlight in this talk, Peter, is that if you take seriously the idea that technology can enable you to expand into adjacent businesses, can improve your customer experience, can remove friction, but also unlock new revenue opportunities, there's enormous value to be had. George and Clay both do a great job at highlighting the principles of the product management mindset and how to successfully bring that to life in IT organizations. And I think the audience will really enjoy hearing them tackle this from two different perspectives. Before we get to our interview, I wanted to introduce you to our sponsor, Zoho, and the company's president, Timothy Casby. Prior to taking on his current role, he was the chief information officer of a number of companies, including Reliance Industries, Sears, Intrexon, and the Warehouse Group. He's now at Zoho, a most unusual enterprise software company, and wanted to share some perspectives from it. Timothy, take it away. Even before COVID hit, most savvy private equity businesses were looking for recession-proof companies as their targets. 
or businesses that are thriving in the fourth industrial revolution, meaning those that are blurring the lines between physical, digital, and biological spheres. We at Zoho are positioned to help CIOs blur the physical and digital divide. Be it serving your customers, we provide marketing, sales, and support solutions. Or running your operations, we provide HR and finance tools. Or empowering your people, we provide powerful business intelligence, collaboration, and communication tools. Or for building differentiation, we provide business process optimization, low-code and no-code platforms to deliver apps faster. Learn more on how Zoho enables CIOs to thrive in the fourth industrial revolution at zoho.com. Thanks, Timothy. I also wanted to share a quick message from our sponsor, Sykes. Sykes is a leading provider of multi-channel demand generation and customer engagement services, helping Global 2000 companies enhance touch points at every stage of the customer journey. To share some perspectives, I'll briefly turn it over to Ian Barkin, the company's chief strategy and marketing officer. Customers don't want and don't deserve a new normal. They deserve and want a better normal. At Sykes, we know this because we spend over 3 billion minutes a year listening to and serving customers of the world's leading brands. And with that much listening, you can't help but know what delights, what infuriates, and what drives customer behaviors and decisions. So what is a better normal? We believe it's the delivery of a truly intelligent customer experience, a thoughtfully designed set of processes built on well-deployed intelligent automation and AI augmenting a highly trained service team, able to work safely from home if necessary, all backed by a cloud-based workforce management and collaboration platform. The call to action has never been clearer for CIOs, CTOs, and the broader C-suite. New is not enough, and the time for tinkering has passed. The winning combination of technology, talent, and customer insight is how to create intelligent customer experiences, and a truly better normal. To read more about intelligent customer experiences, check out sykes.com forward slash ICX. Well, without further ado, let's get into that very conversation. The product mindset in IT featuring George Lee of Goldman Sachs, Clay Johnson of Yum Brands, and leading the conversation, Chris Davis. I'm so pleased to be joined by two wonderful panelists here. I have Clay Johnson of Yum Brands and George Lee of Goldman Sachs. Uh, Clay actually started his career out with the Coast Guard uh, and had several technology leadership positions before becoming the CIO of GE Power, their largest industrial unit, and went on to become CIO of Walmart and now is the chief digital and technology officer of Yum Brands, a $5.5 billion company that operates uh, brands that you would have heard of and, and might, might likely have dined at, KFC, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, The Habit Burger, uh, Grill and, and Wing Street. Uh, everywhere across the globe except for in China where it's operated through a different organization. George has actually spent 26 years at Goldman Sachs and before becoming the co-chief information officer was the co-head of the Global Technology Media and Telecom Banking Unit. And uh, many of us are familiar with Goldman, a $36 billion uh, investment bank and financial services company. Today we're here to talk about IT enabling and helping drive revenue, a topic that 10 years if we were having this panel would have seemed a little bit presumptuous, uh, maybe a little bit unrealistic. But we're joined by two two panelists who absolutely are at the core of driving revenue for their organizations. And so in prep conversations uh, with George, we talked about Marcus 
one of the Goldman's initial uh, forays into the direct-to-consumer, and, and George will share some perspectives about how they've, they've gone that route and the lessons learned. With Clay, we talked about a number of issues, and especially given the moment that we're living in, when you think about Taco Bell and most of, of its services are delivered through the drive-through, what can we do to bust lines? What can we do for contactless delivery at Pizza Hut? And so the world is ripe for opportunity for IT to drive revenue. So George, I'd love to start with you. Uh, give us an example of how you as the co-CIO are helping drive revenue from the position in IT. And then Clay, we'll come to you for, for your thoughts on, on driving this effort. Thank you to Peter and Chris and the whole team. Um, so I think part of the logic, first of all, to the extent there was any logic of having someone like me do this job at Goldman Sachs as co-CIO, is I spent the first 25 years of my career really in a, in a revenue-driven part of the bank, as you mentioned, leading a, an investment banking group. Um, and so I think part of the idea of having me do this job is to lend more of a revenue, forward-facing um, kind of uh, you know, feeling to our IT operations. And indeed, that you know, is consistent with our strategy. Finally, after 150 years as a company, we had our first investor day recently. We talked about three main strategic directions for the business. One of those was to build new businesses that are adjacent to our historical core businesses and sort of parenthetically are businesses that we're now able to address um, with technology in a way that wasn't you know, formerly possible. You mentioned Marcus, which may be in some ways the best example, a business where um, we're able to tap into a very large profit pool that we hadn't previously participated in in financial services and do it really without any physical infrastructure, no branches, no people, et cetera. So we're trying to build the digital uh, consumer bank of the future. It's been quite successful. Um, probably the thing we're most proud about is that it's the number one rated um, consumer digital consumer bank by J.D. Powers in terms of customer satisfaction. But it's gotten to be a relatively large business and, again, entirely built in technology in a virtual manner. Um, we've done a few other things. We have a sort we've tried to extend that business a little bit by creating a platform around it and doing what we call banking as a service. And so folks will know that we helped Apple develop, you know, one of the first and most successful new card launches in recent memory, and we're the technology provider behind that. We've extended that infrastructure to Amazon to do merchant financing and intend to do more of that. Again, these are businesses that are entirely built out of technology and ones that we just weren't in before before that. And then probably the third one is we're building a transaction banking business. Um, so that's cash management and payments for corporations, a business we've never been in, one whose wallet is larger than the entire wallet of investment banking generally, which is amazing to me. Um, we built a very modern application to do that. We launched it out of beta in June. We already have 175 corporations doing it. We've drawn in $25 billion of deposits through that platform and facilitated more than $10 trillion of payments. So again, this idea, this ability to basically spawn new businesses in digital form and offer them to our existing customers or new customers, you know, I think that suggests a very significant revenue orientation to our operations. Yeah, th thank you for, for that example, George. And I think it's so powerful <laughs> where you're taking existing capabilities, you're also building new, you're exploring partnerships. Uh, there's the, the white label component with Apple as well as your direct-to-consumer and, and uh, operating on all founders. And Clay, I'd like to, to turn it over to you. Um, obviously, two very different businesses. Uh, one in financial services where you could argue over the years information was the product, information's embedded in technology, very much uh, intertwined. 
in your business, uh, the, the product and the experience is hospitality, dining, uh, tacos, uh, pizza, uh, very different uh, end of the spectrum, but still technology is such a force of innovation and driving revenue. I would love to hear some of the examples that, that you shared with me prior to this of, of how you're approaching uh, enabling and, and driving revenue at Young Brands. Yeah, thanks, Chris, and, uh, and, and appreciate you and uh, Peter um, for inviting us, and nice to meet you there, George. It is odd that both the, uh, the banking and the hospitality industry are in the same one, but I think there's a lot of connection, kind of like what George said at the beginning, is we start to relook at our strategy um, for next year and start to reshape. We're looking at a lot of the similar things, and it's interesting as I spent um, time across a lot of different industries, from aviation to power and out from Walmart and now in the hospital. A lot of the technology stuff becomes nearly the same. You're always relooking at how do you um, create a better customer experience? How do you drive more revenue? How do you create a virtual experience? You know, and a lot of the things that we're working on here um, are obviously revenue generated. And if you look at our 50,000 restaurants across 150 countries, there, there's a lot of different, I think the, um, the person from New Zealand said, like, there's a lot of different things you got to take into account in how you do it. Where face pay in China is great. It's very easy to use. You bring it to the U.S., not going to happen yet. It's, they're not ready for it. So as you start to customize and tailor these solutions around the globe, you got to really be able to pivot quickly and think about it in that, that view. But as we develop our products, you know, our, our main focus is always on the customer, you know, making sure there's a great customer experience and a frictionless customer experience at the same time. And, you know, it's it, with COVID, um, and I think we've all had to pivot very quickly. Um, and one of the good things that we've done is we've had to reprioritize our backlog. So we're in a product model. So it was very easy to do, prioritize the backlog and begin to start work. And, and a lot of the things we had to do was contactless kind of everything, contactless payments, contactless delivery, contactless curbside. As we launched some of these new services, we saw a big uptick in, in sales, which was nice. As customers start to come back to a lot of the trusted bands they'd grown up with or knew very well. And on top of that, one of the good things, our culture I think somebody mentioned earlier, our culture here supports the fail fast model, um, which is good because when we do fail, we're able to quickly learn and pivot and continue to go. So it's nice to see that others are um, also experiencing the same thing with the fail fast mentality inside their companies. Because I do think in times like we're doing with COVID, it is important to pivot and everything you work on is not going to be a success, um, but you can learn from those and take them and apply them to other areas that will become successful. Excellent. Thank you, Clay. And, and you touched on the, the product operating model something you spoke a lot about during driving the digital transformation at Walmart uh, and something that, George, you, you've highlighted as well. Uh, and, and I think the, the way you framed it, George, was it's this paradox of there's no shortage of tech-savvy business thinkers. And our, our role as IT leaders is often to thread that middle ground of we don't want to be servants and order takers, uh, but we also need to recognize we can't be rogue agents trying to, to drive revenue for the sake and for the glory. It's, it's about driving the collaboration and bring different parts of the organization together. And George, I'd love for you to comment on, on how you're uh, driving that at Goldman. Sure. Yep. I think, you know, there's a, obviously it's super important to have the right connective tissue between those two communities. And, you know, two things I've mentioned from our perspective, one is my co-CIO, is a guy named Marco Argenti who joined us about seven or eight months ago from Amazon Web Services, and so just you know his um, uh, you know his background and lineage is suggestive of the fact that we were seeking people who can help us conjoin business and technology more seamlessly. Something Amazon's incredibly well known for, 
And so some of the disciplines that we've been trying to apply to affect that are, you know, first, a, a very deep product management um, mindset as connective tissue. Um, and then some of the Amazonian disciplines, which people are familiar with, things like the customer working backwards process, um, writing memos, the press release FAQ dynamic, where you really cause and create a forcing function for business and technology to cooperate around those documents and those platforms in a way that squares their two perspectives and allows you to live, deliver something in a more unified manner. Yeah, thanks for that, George. And, and Clay, I'd be interested in your perspective as well. Um, you mentioned a number of things, contactless, uh, curbside delivery. We talked about um, voice-enabled line busting. Uh, and, and not only that, but you actually have a variety of brands across your portfolio in different geographies across the world. And so how, how do you think about product taking the principle of product management and some of the shared capabilities, but across different aspects. Obviously, there, there are certain things, point of sale, order management, what have you, that are common across those different business models. But it would be interesting, how, how do you strike that right balance? Yeah, and I think, I think George was highlighting some of that well. I appreciate that, George. I think you did a, a good job of putting that together because I do think it's the product model. You know, a lot of people ask, like, what, what the heck is a product model? I think a lot of people get confused on a product manager, product every kind of thing. And, you know, the way I simply look at it is, you know, I take the customer journey. And when you look at the customer journey, you can clearly see breakpoints in the customer journey where you start to own these different products. And I think, as George highlighted, it's so, so important. It can't be just a tech or a business. It has to be stitched together. It can't be product people just sitting in the tech and then taking orders or living in a silo to produce products for the customer with no input to supply chain, operations, marketing, finance. I mean, the list goes on. But having that pairing part on the customer side, I mean, starting on the business side, really, really helps you a lot because you're able to help prioritize and really stitch the whole organization together. So the business product and the tech product working together creates a seamless journey where you start to optimize and think about, you know, I think metrics and I think about the customer experience, the frictionless customer experience. And I think George highlighted the Amazon thing, right? Look, always focused on the customers. We do very, very well. And I think a lot of people now have become to expect the Amazon experience everywhere. It's at Goldman, at Yum, at every place you go to and shop, they expect this frictionless experience. And I think with this product model, it allows you to really focus in on the customer journey. Um, but it's so, so important to have that pairing with the business. It can't be an either or. It has to be really, really stitched well together. Yeah. One other thing, Chris, I might mention in this, I, I probably should have mentioned earlier, in our transaction banking business, that cash management and payments platform I talked about, the business leader of that initiative is an engineer, a guy named Hari Morthy, who's terrific and done a great job. And, you know, that's kind of a new thing at the firm, which is to entrust, you know, a massive new revenue project to an engineer as business leader. And so there's both the idea that we have to conjoin and, and create better connections, but also there's this idea that um, the distinction between those two worlds is really eroding and the people that are capable of leading businesses are uh, are oftentimes engineers, and every once in a while, there's someone who's a business person who gets deeply involved in engineering the way I have. So that's also a theme here, which is that you know that blurring distinction. You know, just to, just to piggyback on George a little bit, one of the things that we've seen, and as we move to like a DevOps product model, we've seen the actual business move to it. So the operations teams have now started to kind of act into an agile DevOps model, which really, really works right. well when you have these groups together. I think that's kind of where. George was going or, and I just like to highlight that because I do think it's important that 
you're starting to see this DevOps agile move into the business, which I haven't seen. And, you know, if you go back 10 years ago, I didn't see it. And now I'm starting to see more and more of it. Great point. Excellent. Well, uh, George and Clay, uh, thank you so much for, for those perspectives. I think that the lessons that I'm taking away from this conversation, uh, driving uh, from the customer backwards, thinking about how we design product organizations with that in mind, adopting where we can the, the memo-driven approach, the, the press FAQ, and then aligning from an organizational operating model perspective the right person for the job. I think if we had been having this conversation again uh, five, six years ago, the notion that an engineering leader would be driving a major uh, P&L uh, would have been a tall order, not not insurmountable, but, but a tall order. And it shows just how far we've come, both business leaders appreciating the complexity uh, of technology and technology leaders uh, acquiring and demonstrating the ability to, to demonstrate business leadership as well. Thanks for tuning in. And please join me on Monday when my guest will be Adam Stanley, the Global Chief Information Officer and Chief Digital Officer of Cushman & Wakefield.